guys. It's Roland. Today we talked to a repeated collaborator, Brandon Taylor. We talked to him about his acting experience, my filming experience, and Phil's car blowing up. It's a good time as we try and talk about what each of ours perfect movie is. Enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. It's Dale's a Crowd. Episode po- 10, baby! Double digits! The podcast. Phil, what have you been up to, man? What have I been up to? Um, man, you know, things have been crazy recently, like, just, like, across the board. If you just, like, think about it, everything that's been going on right now, like, my car died. Wow. With all the things that are happening in the world, I was, like, waiting for, like, cross the border or this and no, that. No, my car is just dead. Yeah. Had that thing for seven years. I hate to tell you this, but I'm so happy it's dead. Oh, I'm not, like, I'm upset that it's gone, but yeah. I'm also so happy I finally have an excuse to get a new car. You've had an excuse for years to get rid of that car. That car, the dashboard didn't work. You didn't know how much gas you had in it. Like, at all times. You didn't... You told me once... No, if it was cold, I could tell. If oh it was cold, gosh. the dashboard worked. How the hell... That doesn't even make sense. What? What do you mean? <laughs> it's legitimately, like, I told my dad that, and he was like, what the hell are you talking about? And then I showed him, and he was like, well, all right, just throw that on the list of this doesn't make sense about the car. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's your second car, right? Yeah, the first one exploded. Okay. Um, well, exploded's a loose term. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that obviously needs the, context. The, the car so I was think... on smoke. <laughs> that was a good quote. All right, that's, that's a good call. That's that's what we in the showbiz call a callback. Callback. That's right. Yeah, because we know a lot about showbiz. I showbizy. I'm just I'm just trying to match your energy. I I'm trying. It's not look, working. I don't I, know look, how you to. See, you see the drink I have in front of me, right? Like the listeners don't. <laughs> Okay, well, I'll describe it. So it's in a hurricane glass. It's a Rainforest Cafe from Orlando glass. It's got a bunch of those, like... Reusable uh, ice cubes. Yeah, reusable ice cubes. They're, like, a bunch of different colors, and it's a big blue drink. I expected a more fancy straw. This is just, like, your... This is your straws. Everything else I have provided except for the straw. I'm going to be honest. I'm surprised I still had straws. Oh, you got a whole pack. I don't remember the last time I used a straw at home. Really thrilling conversation. Just yeah. Just like back to back, like car exploding, and now we talk about straws. That's that's the world today, baby. That's, that's what we talk about on this podcast. Yeah. All right, I'm hearing some muffling sounds. Should we bring our guest in? I, I think he's suffocating. He doesn't, he's, I, he doesn't look good. I'm, I'm chilling. You speak when spoken to. Oh, you're right. Okay. You, you may, By the way, you may I, that's finally the rule of Dale. I, that's the third time I've said that to Brandon. What? Uh, you may speak when spoken to? Yeah. Oh, like the... Because yeah. I've said it... Hold on, let's take the mask Wait. off him. Hold on, just come here. Oh, my God. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. Whoa, there's two Rollins in this room? Wow. Uh, you get it? Because every time you make a movie and cast Brandon, you just... I almost said Brandlin. I've been, I've been talking about Brandon a lot recently. But Can we every, focus on our guests before we go into our own? About, every time you talk about... Fuck, what am I talking about? I, I don't know. Every time you cast Brandon as a character in, in any short you make, he I casted him you. one time. He pl- No. Okay, no. okay. In the, my new project... Yes, he's you. Mostly. It's also oh, Nate. I do. It's also and Nate. And also, in, it's also in Nate. first, in, in Atlas Complex, he was you. Yeah, straight up he was. And then, well, there was one more that we did. The one with the zombies. I was a dishwasher, though. That's Roland. But no, there was one more. <laughs> I swear, there was you, you had something between Atlas Complex and this one. The, the pro- no. Uh, not with Brandon, no. I usually bring jokes about. Oh no! It was the Eric Andre skit. Oh, where he oh, played yeah. Ralph Morrison, which was or, no, he no, played Calvin, Calvin Wright. Right. Yeah, he played Calvin Wright. Wow, that's crazy. Your, your, yeah. like, I guess I just see myself in you, Brandon. I well, thank I don't know. you. I appreciate that. Save that for the hub. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I never really. That's actually crazy. You mentioned that. I've never really. Usually, Brandon, you're just my go-to because I know that you've. 
I've just I've just known you for a little bit. That he yeah. sees and he wishes he could emulate, so he he just has you do it. Well, I've just I know That's that you funny. you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But I know that you worked in uh, CVCC's like theater department, and you were. Yeah, you, I mean, I was just an actor. I was studying theater. That's lies. I've seen you do crew stuff. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I did uh, lights for. Yeah, I did lights for like a. We did 10, 10 minute plays that our acting instructor wrote because um, she's also a playwright. But and we've mentioned that on the podcast. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the two friends night. Yeah. Oh, you. Yeah. 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 I forgot you guys showed up to that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Were you there? The Were you there when I was subbing in for? Okay, yeah, so you guys probably came first week, first weekend. The second weekend, one of the actors messed up his leg, so I had to... They taught me how to skate, and I had to read on stage his his lines. I think I, I, think I was there for that, actually. Were you? I took Nate at one point. It was, like, one of the last shows that was there. Yeah, one of the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, so you just had a paper... That you brought on stage? Yeah, I mean, I I memorized wow. all the lines, but, like, I was not... Con- I had, like, maybe a day or two to, like, you know, do it. Gotcha. So, you know, his leg was messed up, so we couldn't skate, and then I had to just, like, read ten pages of dialogue. Was um, that the dude who had, like, the Snapchat glasses? Probably. He had the long hair. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It was unfortunate, but... It was it was really it was interesting, but yeah. you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Definitely. You know. <laughs> um I didn't know where to transition after that. No, but, no, I just know. wanted to see how long you went. That's all. Yeah, that's fine. What have you been up to? I mean, can we even mention what you just Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah, so uh I mean it's already been mentioned, so oh, <laughs> right, yeah, I never so. mentioned it by name, but I mean Yeah. Is it still called the same thing? Uh no. It that was like a working title. All right, so let me just say, the title is called The Problem with Remembering. Yes. Uh, Wait, what was it called? Thank you, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Uh, Because Uh, I forgot. Yes. But the working title was admittedly bad. It was called Postverda Trolley. Yes. And Postverda is this, like, Greek figure about, uh, she's like the goddess of past or something Mm. like that. And it's... Logline, basically, it's it's about this guy who um, struggles with the past, and so he wishes that he could go back to when he was 15. Mm-hmm. So he transports back to when he was 15. The only problem was he didn't expect to see his 15-year-old self there. Yeah. And then, like, some chaos in, in, ensues, and there's some philosophy, which I like to mm-hmm. use in my short films. Yeah. But it's cool. Brandon was in it. He... Played me. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he, he played, it was like, it was me and Nate. I was. I've, I don't know if I've ever really heard Nate be like, I wish we would stop talking about this stuff. Okay, admittedly, yes. The first scene, spoiler alert. Yeah. The it's first scene, scene is, I is like it. based off a real conversation I had. It felt like a real conversation. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Kudos to your writing for that scene. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. That I, yeah. You're welcome for my help in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Cameron. Cameron's my main actor in this one. Cameron yeah. did phenomenal. He did yeah. a great job. Cameron is one of my, I'm going to just say this. He's one of my like favorite actors that isn't like in LA. I met him my first day in college. Oh no. My first, the first day of my second semester when I actually like took the acting class yeah, I remember I walked in and like he was the only one there. I was there like 15 minutes early and he was like, hey man, like you're here for the acting class? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, hey, I'm Cameron. Like you're going to enjoy this. I was like, thanks, man. Because I walked in like as a writer and I was like, I'm going to learn how to act here. So yeah. whatever. But that's a very Cameron. Yeah. Like, you know, and his hair was like long. He had a ponytail. He had a glasses. Like he was. Wow, he, I, I could see that, and it's, wow. It's crazy, it's crazy, but, um, yeah. Um, I totally forgot about it, but Phil reminded me that we met Cameron on... <laughs> on on, t- t- on uh, Two Friends Night. Yeah, we met him. 
because afterwards, oh, yeah, we yeah. were talking with the other actors. So we talked to Cameron, and he was like, yeah, we should do something or blah, blah, right. blah on this. And then yeah. I'm bad at networking. Uh, so <laughs> Most I just, of us are, honestly. Yeah. It's but the worst. Thanks to you, Brandon, I actually right. reconnected with him. I was going to film this thing called Horror Delivery. Mm-hmm. And it was like this horror comedy about... Horror. I did. I said... I, I made horror. sure to emphasize horror. Man, it's a shame that I was going to edit it so he said horror. Anyways. But if I say it, but I don't say whore, I say horror. Well, so do I, yeah, horror. horror, yeah. The thing is, you just said whore, Okay, so anyways. I, I say like horrible I, I, sometimes. Just, yeah. With, with, wait, what? I, sometimes I say horrible. Yeah, I say that. You guys are the same person. Yeah, because, yeah, like, my parents are from New York, so, like, it, like, J- yeah, know, Jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has that, like, yeah. Anyway. It's so many. My we're... mom's from Canada. You don't hear me going, hey, hello, hey, how's it going, Neri? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Um, but I was trying to fill out this role for this, like, bad guy, and I texted Brandon, and I was like, hey, do you have anybody that would want to do it? And uh, you specifically said anyone open to playing a demon. Yeah. And like Cameron is a character actor. Yeah. So I was like, this is right up his alley. He's gonna enjoy this and he's gonna kill it. I would have loved to see seeing him as demon. It, the the short... oh did he not? No, it, it didn't work out. Oh. We yeah. yeah we filmed a promo for it, and we were trying to get some money because right yeah we there was there were certain props and there was certain locations that I already knew that we were gonna need money for. Mm-hmm. So we just we I just scratched it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. See, you still got I, like the script and everything though, right? Oh, I still have the script. I still have some props. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. It's yeah, right there. Wow. And that leg is. Is just that like your bin of like scripts? Yeah, we could probably like, cut this out. But oh <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So this is this uh, for those uh, who are listening. Uh, oh, there's yeah, a there's a bin see. of stacks of paper in like folders and and then a assuming. bin of props and then I I have some shelves that has like my camera equipment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I keep a bin it's, it's of a little, like it's a little office space. Yeah. yeah. I keep a bin of like every script that I've ever written or any role that I've like performed in or anything. How many scripts so have just, you written? Uh, I write a bunch of stuff, but like only a few of them have act have actually produced and got done. So maybe like three mm-hmm. over the past year that I've actually got done. But like I write a whole bunch more than that. Hey, um, Brandon. Yeah. I hate to say this, but how what? many? Oh <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I've produced Take maybe maybe like Dale over the past year. And, I mean, I have a bunch of, like, first drafts of, like, feature films, short films, plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some TV pitches and treatments. So, I mean, you know, I've got a bunch of stuff, but have never seen the light of day. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What yes. do you think your main reason is that, like, you only keep it as a first draft and you don't do, like, a second draft or you don't even, like, you write something, you finish it, and you're like, Okay, we'll put that in a folder somewhere. Um, I feel like they're too big. Uh, I have, like, maybe ten feature films that I have, like, first draft as. Jeez. But it's, like, I do not have the money or, like, the anything yeah. to do any of that. But ten's pretty good. Yeah, like, feature ten's a film lot. is, like, at least 80 pages, right? Yeah. Oh, like, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's up there. Yeah. I think my longest one is, like, 145. Jeez, guy. Yeah, and, like, my shortest is, like, 85. So, yeah, it's... I, I just have so many ideas, and it's, like... I, I, I watched an interview with Greta Gerwig, and she said, like, the first draft of Lady Bird was, like, 300 pages or something. Wow. So I'm just, like, I just need to, like, get it all out. Okay. And then, like, years down the line, like, I can just, you know, trim it and... Yeah. Make it better. There's... Yeah, see, that's that's what I've been working with with uh, Merc work, where it's just been like it started off as like I wrote like a short, and then I was like, "There's more to the story." Yeah. So then it it progressed, and then I eventually was like, "This whole idea I need to scrap," because mm-hmm. I, I was like, "I I have more in my head with what I can do with this than what I've written here." Right. This sounds more like a sequel, anyways, with what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And so now I've got a two-part story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's 
there's so many different writers and artists out there that usually say the same thing, which is like, write as much as you can and then give it time. Yeah. And then go back to it. Like uh, Taiki Watiti always says, like, you should write it, then like wait a year or two, yeah. look at it again, read through the whole thing, say, oh, wow, this is shit. <laughs> Throw the whole thing away and he'll yeah. write it from memory. Yeah. It's can you do like it in the, his voice? I you do the impressions. I you know I can't do impressions. I want you to try. I can only do cork. I can only do that's like, his voice. Yeah, no, it's a more like kiwi version of it. Kiwi that version. that sounded that sounded heard. mean. I didn't mean it that way. I just I mean, meant you also like it's more him like Tiki soft. With Tiki, but you know. Oh, don't I? Taika. Oh shit. Mm. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, <laughs> He's not listening to this. I, I Who really. Knows? I, if you are, I, I, I love the movie Boy. Please don't hate me. <laughs> what Re- we did in the shadows. the only thing you could think of? Well, I was going to say what we do in the shadows. <laughs> well, yeah, what we do in the shadows. I was thinking like also, Jojo Boy. Rabbit. That's what I was about to say. Dude, Jojo Rabbit only, yeah. or Thor Ragnarok. Dude, Boy is one of his like first movies and it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's got the mm. kid from Deadpool 2 in it, doesn't it? No. You're thinking of uh, The Hunt for Wilder People. Ah, that's what, yeah. We're just going through this man's catalog right now. That's crazy. I don't even know what we're talking about. We're talking about scripts. Yeah. Didn't he, speaking of of, uh, scripts that never should have seen the light of day, uh, didn't he also do Green Lantern? He was in it. He acted in it, yeah. And then I think for Free Guy, they they even did a promo saying, oh, yeah, this is Ryan Reynolds and... T- Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi's. I know. I was. I was. Mm. <laughs> I got you. I was I hesitant. Thank I you. I appreciate that. that. Tw. But they were like, "This is the first time we've worked together, for sure." Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Just going back to your script. Let's see. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. uh, I I do want to get more into this. Uh, you seem like you'd be, write a lot of like dramas. Yes, I have a very um, specific genre that I lean towards, like writing wise and also just like as an audience member i like watching a lot of like slice of life dramas Mm -hmm. um and like coming of age dramas like if there's any genre it has to be mixed with drama for me to like be like this is i'm probably gonna like this movie is it because like you like that's your way of like relating with it or yeah i like very realistic movies and like you know the way that they're shot i feel like it's really impactful to see it shot in such a way that like the camera disappears as you're watching like you don't even feel like you're watching a movie mm-hmm. so it's like you're just watching stuff happen in real time i think that's also why i like a lot of movies that are based on plays like fences rabbit hole loose it's like you're you're just seeing it like yeah. just happen and it's not like you know, I'm not, like, knocking on, like, fancy shots and, like, really cool cinematography, but it's, like, mm-hmm. when you give actors, like, the space to just be the characters, I feel like it's really impactful, and I really like it. Um, Have you seen 1917? No. Okay, see, and the stuff with... Uh, <laughs> that's that's a war movie, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's, it's a w- really good movie. Like yeah. yeah, I feel like war movies and, like autobiographies some of them i i tend to just not be not be so interested in really um yeah i i feel like a lot of those are just like really intense i feel like i don't really have a good reason to not be so interested in them okay like um i mean it's just you know if you don't like it you don't like it yeah yeah i mean i like like the breakfast club and like the notebook like it's kind of just like Correct me if I'm wrong. I remember we were talking one time. Is your favorite movie still The Spectacular Now? That is one of my favorite movies, yes. You said that, and I was like, what the <laughs> just fuck? like, what movie is First that? First of all, I don't even know what that movie is. Yeah. And then I, like, looked it up, and I was like, Yeah, wow. yeah. I, I love the, the um, you know, the high school coming-of-age type stuff. That's such a, I mean, you know, I don't know. But I, I really like Phil, uh, are you relating with any of this? Because I know you're a big sci-fi guy. Yeah, I was gonna say, Brandon and I, while we were while we were filming uh, your oh, yeah. your thing, we talked about Spider-Man movies. Yeah, and was you said Tom Holland was your favorite because of the coming of age. Story. Yeah, like even just the trailer for that movie when it first came out, like in that that song that they, I was just like, dude, this is gonna be one of the best coming of age movies yeah, that Ramones. they like. I was like, this is gonna be great. Dude. Are you wearing a Ramones T-shirt as we're talking about? Oh yeah. 
Wow. That's insane. That's that's connectedness. Yeah. 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 Are you the next Spider-Man? Maybe. <laughs> Are you going to wear a fake butt, too? Oh, I saw oh, that. I, yeah, the Let's Seth Meyers. be honest. It was Toby. I was about, yeah, I was about to say, like, if you if you look at the picture of, like, with the gray background and they're all pointing at each other, mm-hmm. you can yeah. tell it's Toby. Yeah. You can tell. I mean, look, he's 46 years old. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. I he mean, needs it. No yeah. offense, but, yeah. I'm glad they did that for him. Can you imagine? If we, like, I you think he took it home, like like how like some actors will just like take their superhero suit home. I would love to think that. Oh, by the way, speaking of Tobey Maguire, this is probably this is kind of unrelated. Did you see that he's cast in a movie called Babylon? What is that movie about? That's a star-studded Does, movie, isn't so, it? Wait, 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 There's wait, wait, so wait, many wait, people wait, in that wait, movie. <laughs> is this is this based off of the 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 show he did? I don't know, but it is a another, weird connection. He did another show, like he did a show about the spoils of Babylon. The spoils of Babylon, and which it was you, super star-studded. Yeah, you and Nate made me watch that, and it was just like, what the fuck is happening, dude? The, the Tim Robbins Robin scene where he's like, he's making Tobey Maguire read the the thing on the uh, the pocket watch or whatever. Yeah, and it just keeps and going. It's, and it's going. like a five minute scene. Of him reading this paragraph off this little pocket watch. Mm. And then it's just like talking about like what it means to be a man and like <laughs> love and family and all this stuff. And it's and like he'll stop for a second and look at Tim Robbins and Tim Robbins just goes, well, keep reading. And you're just like at some point you're just like, when is this going to end? Yeah. Like it, it, it goes to the point where it's like it's funny. It's, it's really funny because like it's still going. Mm-hmm. Okay, now it's not as funny. It's not funny anymore. All right, now it's funny again because it took so long. Yeah. It's so absurd, the whole... Yeah. I don't... I wish it... I hope it is. I don't think it is, though. But it, it is weird that he's in two projects that with uh, both stars that have cast that has Babylon in it. I'm going to look mm-hmm. it up real quick. You, okay. You, you guys vamp. Well... Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, it just means talk. Oh, Okay. It's gone. The, 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 the momentum we had is... is it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. flew out the window. Um, <laughs> I forgot where we were We were before. talking about Spectacular Now. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I also love Shailene Woodley. I had a dream about her last night, actually. Oh, okay. Should I even tell this? Should I tell this? <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay, since we're killing time. So, I had a dream uh, that I worked in, like, a grocery store, and... One of the managers came to me and they're like, hey, like, you need to, like, fix up this little shelf. Like, we have family of a famous actor coming in. And I was like, okay, because that happens. So I, like, jazz up the the aisle and I, like, make it really homey. And then a bunch of, like, people come in and I'm like, okay, so this must be the family. And then Shailene Woodley walks up. She's like, oh, my gosh, like, mom and, like, you know, her sister, whatever. And one of the managers gives me like a like a you know those lollipops that are kind of like swirly kind yeah. of yeah you mean the like very like, cliche like the yeah. 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 lollipops yeah. yeah also I I just wanted to let you guys know that uh, he's only on as a produ- like an executive producer he's always oh, he's producing these days and, it's ridiculous uh, I didn't realize he's in a he was... small supporting role. That being said, uh, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers is in it. Apparently, he's cool. <laughs> he plays Donnie in the Wild Thornberries. What? Yeah, oh, yeah you know, the kid that goes. Yeah. that's Flea. <laughs> that that's, huh. that's one of my favorite pieces of trivia. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but yeah, I know a guy that worked on Baby Driver, and mm. he was at Crafty, which is like crafts are that's where all the snacks are, and he was just talking. Some weird guy came up to him. They had a. Nice conversation. He was a very, very cool guy. I think he, like, dabbed him up, like, when they left. And he walked away, and some guy was like, oh, shit. That was cool. You talked to Flea. He was like, who? Oh, man. Does he have a last name? <laughs> he, like, didn't know that he was the bassist from, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers or anything. Wow. Yeah. So he's cool. I Jeez. Know. I mean, I imagine, yeah. like, most celebrities are pretty chill, as long as you're not, like, in their face. Yeah. yeah I mean, sure. at the end of the day, they're people. Yeah. Yeah. But at sometimes the reason I say that is just because I there's sometimes celebrities. I think I've talked about this before. Where they're whenever an actor goes to a room, you know they're an actor. Like there's just yeah. this presence. They have um, like an, an aura. Yeah, and there is just 
a way of doing things with when you're interacting with an actor. Like you just you have to treat them this certain way, mm-hmm. and it just depends on like who they are as a person if they want that standard yeah. to be kept or they go out of their way so that they're like, hey, like we're working on this job together. Yeah. Um, are we allowed to talk about the the Lifetime movie that we worked on? Uh, <laughs> I just had like a small comment about the lead of that. Uh, we can say, say it will bleep it. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. So she was very down to earth and didn't have that like she had the um the mindset of like oh we're all working on this thing. She's like, very blah, cool. Blah. Yeah. Yeah. I ran into her when I was on elevator duty when we were shooting at the hotel, and yeah. she would have to go up and down. We had many encounters where she was just, like, a normal, like... Like, the, you know the way that people yeah. describe Jennifer Lawrence is like, oh, like, she's so normal. That's that's how she was to me, I feel like. Yeah. No, she's very much, like, she... That's also another thing, is, like, if they buy, like, the whole crew, like, food and stuff like yeah. that... She did that a couple times. Oh, wow. Is this, um, is this the, the same person that I, when you told me you were working with her, I said you should invite her to the Halloween party? No. That's no. something else. No. That's a shame. <laughs> uh, no, this is for Buried in Barstow, which yeah. is this Lifetime action movie. Apparently, Lifetime has also done a horror movie. Yeah, that they're coming out with. Lifetime is trying to like reinvent itself, and I'm for it. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's cool as well. I, I think she was under like a new like deal with Lifetime. Yeah, and this was like the first movie of that. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. See, now I don't know who we're talking about. I know. Let's yeah. Let's, let's not let's, not say your name. Like I said, I'll bleep it. Yeah, uh, Angie Harmon. Yeah, yeah, Angie Harmon. She, Angie Harmon. I've never heard of you before. Uh, I yeah. Watch her Conan interviews. She's pretty cool. It, she's, I've yeah. heard of Conan. She's, yeah, <laughs> we've all heard of Conan. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Cone Daddy over here. Yeah. Oh, so I had an idea oh. for when we promote uh, the problem with remembering. I thought mm. it would be funny if oh, gosh. I dressed up as Conan. Yes. And I would only be referred to as Cone Daddy, uh, which is a reference to his podcast, which is a very oh, dumb joke. Oh, wow. But it's also like, why the fuck would you say it? Like, no matter yeah. what, it's well, like. Because it's, it's a riff on Bone Daddy. Yeah. No, oh. no, I, yeah, of course. Um, didn't know that. And then I was probably going to have, I didn't, I couldn't decide if I wanted Patrick or Phil to be Andy. Mm-hmm. So I, if Patrick was going to be Andy, I was going to have Phil as Tom fucking Waits. No, you have to say it right. It's Tom motherfucking Waits. Tom motherfucking Waits. And then I would have Cameron on, or I would have Phil as my Andy, and then Patrick would just be a really bad Jack Black impersonator. Oh, wow. Uh, you have to see Patrick's face to know what we're talking about. I know Patrick. Yeah. It's, it's for the podcast. Oh, right. You're right. Yeah, but uh, okay. look, everyone knows Patrick. Didn't you use Patrick's <laughs> picture as, like, part of the thumbnail for episode four? Uh, yeah. I you mean, use, yeah. You make everyone's face on the thumbnail yes. for their episode. Did you do one for Nick? I've been filming. I've been I busy. Know, but I'm just asking. No, I haven't yet. Oh. Yet. Okay. I will. Okay, because I don't have a whole lot of pictures of Nick. He's a man of mystery, international man of mystery. I've talked to him many a times. I've yet to see his face. Yeah, still never, like, seen a, like, video of him or anything like that. I saw (laughs) one. No, that's crazy. I have seen a video of him, but it's got a mask over his face. Wow. Because he was working uh, behind a camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Um, we're, we're, we're talking about old stuff. Yeah, we're... I guess. I don't but, know. It's not that uh, old. Yeah, you, you mentioned Jack Black. Okay. And I want to bring something up. I kind of want to move into, like, more, like, movies we didn't work on, if that's all right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I watched a video the other day talking about how children's movies should not be seen as something that is only for children. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's a lot of lessons in it where it's like, yeah, you maybe didn't understand it as a kid, but as an adult, yeah, you'll understand it more. Definitely. And they specifically talked about the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. I thought you were going to talk about School of Rock. No. Because <laughs> that's Fu another Panda, great thing. Dude, the Kung Fu Panda trilogy is so fucking deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's all about, like, you know, if you think about it, all these, all these, like, children's movie heroes are always, like, 
they're like, I want to be the hero. I, you know, I want to be the, the fastest race car snail. If you're mm-hmm. talking about Turbo or something like that. Yeah. Like something I forgot about like, that movie. Yeah. Like There's they, a Netflix show for it, too. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah, of course terrible. there is. I'm sure uh, it is. But it's it's like everything about it is like they, they dream this dream, and then they get that chance, and they actively go and do it. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu Panda is not like that. Yeah. Mm. The entire movie, nobody believes in Poe, including Poe. Facts. Mm. Because the whole time he's like, I'm not good at this. Like, I'm not I'm not fit for this. Mm-hmm. Look at me. And then it'll, like, poke his stomach and it'll ripple. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, it's like, even when there's that big hero, like, the hero versus villain fight at the end of the movie, it's not even, like, he's not really even using kung fu. Mm-hmm. It's just he's using all the stuff he already knew. Exactly. Like, like just being a big bowl of jelly or the firework chair or yeah. the, the whooshy finger hold. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he wasn't pretending to be the hero. He was being himself yeah, he with finally, the knowledge. It wasn't, it wasn't him learning to be the hero. It was him learning to to be the him he wants to be. Yeah. And that's a powerful message right there. Yeah, actually, yeah, each one. The second one was talking about, like, memories, and you can either be spiteful of it or... Yeah, you can, either mm-hmm. you can either keep fighting with yourself and, and have this hatred boil inside of you, or you can let it flow and you can and you can, you know, like unleash your your true inner self. Does this hit your criteria, Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember as a kid watching that scene where he got to the scroll and he opened it and it was just like blank gold and it was just him and he was like, What is this? It's just like, yo, you were the hero all along. I was like, yo, yeah, that's crazy. But do you know do you remember how he learned that? That the hero was him all along? Because he just looked back and saw that he was literally doing... Because he was talking to his dad, and his dad was like, do you know what's in the secret ingredient noodle soup? Yeah. Nothing. It's just regular noodles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The magic's in your heart. Yeah. It's whatever you... It's all about perception. Yeah, the secret ingredient is whatever you want to believe it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That speaks volumes. Like, I, I know we're like... But that straight up speaks volumes. Yeah. I also just want to talk about, like... The incredible voice cast of that, by the way. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like, like Ian McShane as Tai Long, mm-hmm. Gary Oldman as uh, uh, Shen, the the peacock from Kung Fu Panda Two. No, Dustin Hoffman plays Shifu. Yeah, but you said oh. the peacock. Yeah, Shen, the peacock. He also plays the peacock. Gary Oldman. Oh, okay. I didn't hear uh, you say Gary Oldman. I said Gary Oldman plays Shen. Oh, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Audience, target roller, dox him. Damn, on your uh, own podcast. <laughs> <I just laughs> dude, this happens like every episode. I just, I just every episode I have to shit on Roland. It's, yeah. it, it's part of my criteria. Yeah, wow. His, his car just blew up, so I just, I just let him have this. Wow, it didn't blow up. The last one blew up. This one just died. Whatever you want to say. My sheets got cold in the car. <laughs> what? The food, not the not the blanket. Oh, oh I was, was, was thinking like, the yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let Jeez. me ask you this, Phil. What what's your in your opinion your perfect movie? I've talked about it before that that like I think that this is my favorite movie, and it's a movie that has, has stayed on top for the last thirty odd years. Yeah, I already know it. I just wanted to. Jurassic it. Park. Yep, there it is. It is. Right. It is. A pinnacle in filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It is, first of all, it's a, it's a movie based off a book that did it well. It didn't exactly follow the book because the book was super fucking dark. Mm-hmm. The movie was like very Spielberg, lighthearted, but also like has its scary moments. The, like this movie as a kid, s- certain scenes scared the shit out of me. Mm. Yeah. Like the, the fucking Dilophosaurus, you know, the... the, the and then, like its neck popped out. Yeah, that haunted me for. That you. scared me. The the T Rex eating the guy in the bathroom. That freaked me out for so long. I, I'll be honest. That's part of the reason I can't use public bathrooms. I feel that really. Man. Yeah, I just I, I I mean, as a kid, not anymore. Oh, okay. I I, I know yeah. now that a T Rex yeah. isn't gonna eat me. Although yeah. I think we talked about it last episode. I keep having dreams that the T Rex keeps coming to get me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, we're 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 making through it. We're 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 having unprofessional therapy. Yeah. yeah. Unprofessional therapy. Yeah, that's what I call uh my my bartending skills. Uh 
That was okay. a little dark. Okay. But, you know, back to Jurassic Park, like, that was one of the first big uses of CGI mm-hmm. mixed with uh, animatronics. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a whole big thing with when Jurassic World came out and they only used CGI for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, that's not what this series is about. Like, it, it needs to feel more lifelike. That's why when the second Jurassic World came out and they had, I think they said they used about 60-40 where it was like a lot of the close-up scenes they used, uh, animatronics and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it, technology has gotten to a point where you can't tell anymore. Yeah. But, like, back then, like, watching the behind-the-scenes videos of, like, the, the T-Rex scene when they're in the rain and everything and, like, the T-Rex stops every 30 seconds and shudders. Because it's not waterproof mm. or, you know, just, just things like that. Like, that's so awesome to me. Yeah. And just, it's, it's a story that stood up. It's, it's like every pop culture ref, everything that has to have a pop culture reference will reference Jurassic Park at some point. Yeah. Whether it's like something's jiggling the door handle and then you see it go up to like the, the, the porthole or whatever mm. and something blows steam on it mm-hmm. or they're chasing it and it says, uh, Things in the mirror are, will not be as big as they appear or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Toy Story 2 did that one. Nice. Just, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a, like I said, one of the biggest films of all time. Yeah. Brandon, let me, let me ask you this before we go into your perfect movie. Okay. What would you use to, like, what do you think a perfect movie needs? Like, what do you think the rules are? Like, do you think... It needs, like, directing, casting. Does it need to have the three-act structure? I think that it all starts with the writing, and I think that there has to be something that the audience can take away from and think about. Okay. You know, mixing that with, like, you know, if it's a realistic movie, there's human characters, and you can, like, learn from whatever situation they were in or whatever lesson they learned and sometimes it's not even that they have like a perfect like happy ending sometimes it's like kind of like a bittersweet more realistic ending and i think Mm -hmm. that that's that leaves a lot of room for people to be like oh man like you know i could i could prevent that in my life or like sometimes that's how it is and i should accept that sometimes that's the way life goes so um yeah i would say the the writing and the kind of like the emotional takeaway I love that can get. what you said about the ending though because I fully yeah. respect that because it's it's hard to have like that really good happy ending that hits if you don't have like a, a sad ending every once in a while yeah yeah like uh, Infinity War yeah, Infinity, Infinity War is a great example <laughs> one of my yeah. best examples for it is because it's like it's the first time really ever you ever see a hero lose yeah mm-hmm. And, like, and, that's how the movie ends. And it yeah, it literally ends on, like, the villain with a big smile on his face. He's like, I won. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's a great example. Also, Actually, I have a, I have a question real quick. Okay. For, for both of you guys. Yeah. What do you guys think is a necessary evil for, for like, a good movie? Like, what is, what is something you wish they didn't need, but you know they need it, because if not, then it's not going to make sense? Okay. Um, I don't think I fully understand the question, but I'll let you answer. Well, I mean, I've got one in mind if you, if that'll help. Yeah. Like for me, it's the MacGuffin, like the the like the the item that they need. Mm-hmm. It's like uh-huh. sometimes it it won't it won't make sense to be in the story ever, but it's like well we need it because it need we need something to tie these people together. Like it, why it is moves the hero the in the story villain? forward? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like for example, the, the the Dragon Scroll would be the MacGuffin because that's mm-hmm. what Tai Lung wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So th- like it it shouldn't need that, and I feel like MacGuffin is is such a like negative term now because of it. Sometimes I do get angry of things, yeah, like the MacGuffin or like Chekhov's gun or oh. uh, this and that, or having the hero uh. fall briefly or. Just, mm-hmm. like, them getting an argument beforehand just so, like, we all know, like, oh, they're going to get, you know, together and be friends, like, right after. Mm-hmm. But I do understand that it just kind of goes back to the whole saying of if you're writing a story and you're including something, what does that do for the story? 
Mm -hmm. You know, like, what's the purpose? Like, if you're going to include a weapon, what's the point of just just saying, like, isn't this weapon cool? Like, you you have to use it. So sometimes you just kind of get tired of knowing that there are rules, like, where you have to, like, you know that you just have to do this. Mm -hmm. But they they come from a reality of, like, you, you genuinely have to do this. I think some genres, like, need to have a certain type of evil like one thing that i really don't like is like in adventure movies where like let's say there's three people and like when they're so close and there's like a setback there's always one person that's just like oh you know what we shouldn't have even done this like this is so dumb we need to go back like just give up and then they get saved and then it's just like okay let's do this let's go back it's just like i don't like it but yeah I, guess I feel bitch. like when you're doing an adventure thing, you kind of have to. That has. That's part of the structure. That guy is you, Roland. I hate to tell you this. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, you want to play hide and seek in the dark? No, I really don't want to play this anymore. Phil, that's, we, our, that's we, our adventure. But Phil, we literally had a conversation about that like last week. Not on the podcast. <laughs> wow. This I'm is. Kidding. I mean, yeah, but that doesn't. <laughs> it, like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know, but it doesn't like come off. Okay. No, it's a bad example. Fuck you. <laughs> it is a bad example, but I wanted to I wanted to flush to you a little bit. Okay. But I mean that's that is a good one though. Like like just just having like downer characters, honestly. Yeah. Like because like, there's also the character of like you know, it's always like the they're they're explaining, like the leader's explaining, like this is this is this thing that's gonna kill us. Mm-hmm. Either yeah. it kills everyone or it kills just the people in this room. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to come with me, but if you are, da 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 da, and then everyone's like, "I'm in." Me too, da da da. And then there's the one like quiet, like muscle dude in the back, and he's like, "Well, we're all gonna die anyways." Yeah, yeah. That yeah, line, the... just that line, <laughs> pisses me off yeah. because it's like, "Come on!" Just at one point, going back to Kung Fu Panda, fucking mm-hmm. Tigress, first movie. She hated Poe. She wanted him dead. Yeah. Not really, but like she just she didn't want him there. Yeah. Yeah. And literally to his face called him a disgrace to come. <laughs> yeah. And in the next oh movie, gosh. they're having like so many emotional connections. Yeah. Literally she yeah. becomes his like best friend. Right. I thought you were going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy cuz James Gunn kind of did a uh, kind of a decent like So you tell me James Gunn stole that from Kung Fu <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. No, wow. cuz there's that whole like that thing like where they're all like that cliche like standing up and then rockets like well we're all gonna die anyways oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but he like straight no it's still shitty no rocket yeah. raccoon and that was like it wasn't the best peter quill had a good reaction the rocket's like why would you want to save the galaxy anyways because i live in it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that is annoying uh that's that's a really big trope in horror movies you know, there's there's like the archetypes, and one yeah. of them is I I call him the jerk because he just literally goes against everything that's said. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to go in a running car? No way. Yeah, I, you can't trust those things. You know how many people die in a car every year? No way. I'm gonna take with the slasher. That just provide. Oh wait, I guess Tucker and Dale versus Evil did that. Fantastic movie. I was gonna say I would love Great to see movie. a horror movie. Where it's like this this serial killer who never actually kills anybody. Yeah. Because it's just the like the people running away and making bad decisions and then they kill themselves like, you know, driving the car into a tree or something. Yeah. That's a great movie if you want to talk about a key message about judgment. Yeah. Mm. Like also 100%. if you want to watch a movie involving the name Dale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Very one true. of the main characters, and it's a good Alan Tudyk movie. I was gonna say Alan Tudyk is always a classic. Uh, he's incredible. Never disappoints. Never. I haven't seen that new show he's in, but... Uh, yeah, the... What is it? He's like Resident a, Alien? Yeah, or he's, he's an mm. alien doctor. It seems he's, good. He's a cowboy. Brennan, do you have any idea what we're talking about? No. No? Okay. But you it's, know, it's you know okay. You know Tudyk is, right? No. He... He plays the chicken in Moana. That I surprisingly haven't even I, seen Moana. Really? Really? Dude, wow. Classic. But I love our Lee Cravalho. She's great. I saw her in a show after you she lost did us. It. Yeah, it it's a it's a, a show about. Uh, Is she? Does she play Moana? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Context clues. Yeah. Right. Yeah, See, yeah. I love Tamara Morrison. He yeah. plays Moana's dad. Oh. You know, I just found this out today. He's in from Dusk Till Dawn. Dale. 
He's in a lot of shit. He's a he's a Star Wars guy. Well, he oh. yeah he plays uh, like Boba Fett and Jango Fett and all the clones. Oh okay. He's also Aquaman's dad. Oh what the heck? He like okay. I said he's done a lot of stuff. You look at him and you're like I've seen that face before. It's so generic, literally because he's the clones. Mm-hmm. But like. Oh, okay, wait. First of all, generic. you can't just say, no, "Look at that guy. He looks generic." Nah. Not ge- okay, because he doesn't. Not okay. Generic was the wrong word. It's just you see him in everything, and you're like, "I recognize him." Yeah. It's like if someone who didn't know about Danny Trejo watched like oh, any movie. Yeah. You're like, "Oh, I've seen that yeah. somewhere." Yeah. 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 Wait. Speaking of movies, we didn't talk about it. What's your perfect movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, um, uh, yeah, I would say off the off the top of my head, The Spectacular Now comes to mind. Um, really? I, I think it's one of the, the, the handfuls. It's one of the handful of, of movies that I really like. It has the, the, um, the, the high school coming of age aspect, you know, Sutter trying to apply to college. He doesn't really know what he's learned all these years he's been the party guy had the perfect girlfriend whatever and then everything is kind of messed up when they break up and he's in this like weird new thing meets a girl that he hasn't talked to for four years and um just like starts learning about her and he's just like changing she's pushing him to go out outside of his interests and all this other stuff and uh but, I mean, I don't want to ruin it, but, you know, by the end... Spoilers. Yeah, by the end, when she's going off to college and he's not doing anything, it ends on a note of, like, he needs to let her go because he still needs to figure himself out and he doesn't want to hold her back. I just the Just the growing of someone and understanding that sometimes people are here for, for a little minute and then... They leave, and you just I have love to. That. Yeah. yeah, that's that. Yeah, that is a, a good message because that is something that people deal with. Just it, everyone deals with that. There's, there's yeah. I think Miles Tellers is an amazing actor. I yes. Whiplash was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, there's something about that pursuit of perfection mm-hmm. that's so cool to see because it's such an impossible thing, but so many people try their best to to get there, and they'll they'll fight and they'll. They'll mm-hmm. get in a car crash and still make it to practice. And yeah, that's that's the one with uh, J.K. Simmons, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. A good movie, fantastic movie. It's a messy pursuit. Perfection. Yeah. Black Swan is another one of those like perfection movies. I have yet to see that movie. Still, I've seen oh bits and pieces of it. It's it, like if you're gonna go into it being like, "Ooh, I'm gonna see like pretty women dancing," that's not what you're gonna get. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's, 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 I knew nothing about it and. That's how it was described to me. Was you thought it... Dancing. Who the hell told you it was that? Some people at Western. Okay, oh. fuck them. Okay, first well, of all, that is a terrible that's description. That's why I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I really threw track of that. <laughs> Black Swan is definitely more of like... How do I put this? I thought that was like a psychological thriller. It is. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, it's more of like a directing uh, yes. focus movie. Who directed that movie? Do you know? really just put me on the spot. Oh, no, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if I don't, knew. Phil, can you look that up for me? Because I feel uh, like that director is, like, known for, yeah. like... Gosh, I, that's killing me. I'm not sure. I feel so bad that I don't know it. But uh, the whole entire movie, you feel, like, this pressure that mm. the main character is feeling. Yeah. And it just builds and builds. And then there's, like, some trippy moments here and there that gets me going. Yeah. Like, I, I like that. Through and through, it's still that tale of perfection. There's this realness, even though there's some surreal things happening around it. Yeah. And then it has, honestly, one of the most beautiful, amazing, bitter endings I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, Darren Aronofsky. Are you fuck? How did I? Yes. What else has he directed? Uh, A lot. That's what I'm, yeah, he directed Mother. Mother. Uh, That's the movie. Requiem for a Dream. Yes. I saw Mother the other month, and that oh, was he's a trip. he's doing uh, he's doing that new uh, Brendan Fraser movie, uh, The Whale. I haven't heard anything about that actually. I didn't so, even know he was still acting. To be that's, honest, that's that's the thing is he's he's he made a back. he made a revival. Yeah, he's, okay. he's just now getting back into like acting and like movies and stuff like that. Oh, this is his like first one back. Crazy. Well, he's been doing Doom Patrol. Well, yeah, okay, but that's like small television acting, and it's mostly voice acting. Hmm. No, he actually acts in it. 
Oh, is he like in the suit? I don't n- know I if know he's in he the suit, d- but he does do some does, cameos. I d- I, yeah, that's the thing. Is like I know he does like some of the live action stuff, but it's mostly voiceover. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Also, he rocks a cowboy hat. Oh yeah, yeah. I, have, and he, yeah. And I know he what you're loves talking about playing Switch. So I just I feel like that's some fun things like Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Huh. Cool guy. Yeah, he's, cool. he's a terrible thing that happened to him or things. Yeah. Just a list of things that happened to him. Just that why he's been out of acting. Does stuff happen to him? Yeah. yeah. So uh, when he was filming, I think it was the third Mummy movie. Mm-hmm. He spent basically every second he wasn't on camera was basically he was held together with, like, duct tape and wrap just because he was doing so much physical stuff. Oh. And he was getting hurt. And then, uh, you know, he got assaulted by a producer. Dang. And basically he was, like, he talked about it, and then he ended up getting blacklisted from Hollywood because of it. Uh, And then his wife divorced him. And so then he had to start paying alimony. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like jeez, how long ago was this? Huh? How long ago was that? Early two thousands. Yeah, this early two thousands. Like mid two thousands. It was. It was like. Oh no! You know what? It was probably late because he also yeah. did that Journey to the Center of the Earth movie. That's, I think that, that was, was one of his. That's last one of the two movies I know him from. Yeah, because yeah. he did uh, Looney Tunes back in action. Fantastic movie. Monkey Bone. Furry Vengeance. Furry fa- oh my god, that was his wow. last movie. That was, that that was, was his last movie. That was his last movie. I think so, oh my that was, gosh. That was, that was the last movie I ever saw him in was Furry Vengeance. Yeah, that was the last and movie I, think, I saw I think him literally in. that was like the reason it was called that is just because it was like, all right, yeah, get out of here now. Yeah. Wow. This is our I, Furry Vengeance. That's messed up. Can't believe you remember that movie. That's insane. That's literally the first that, that well, because I remember watching the, the what is it, Journey to the... Journey the, to the yeah, yeah, and then we watched Furry Avengers with my family, and I was like, yo, that's the guy that was whatever. And then I never saw him again, so. Also, I Monkey Bone, I get, nobody ever talks text. about that movie. That's insane that you I'm said gonna get that. A t- uh, I'm going to get a text from Nick when he listens to this. And he's going to say... Yo, we used to talk about furry vengeance all the time. <laughs> it just brought back a core memory. And then he's gonna text me and say, I just heard that part. You and Nick watched had like watched the craziest, most like underground things I've ever heard. Dougal was not underground. Everyone do you remember Dougal? Dougal? Yeah. You, you it had, it I had, I guarantee uh, you, if you went to the video store all the time, you saw the cover. It's, Maybe. it's got Tons that, like, dog, but, like, it has, like, a human face, kind of. It's, like, that weird animated kind of. movie. It's got Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fallon, Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Dougal? Uh, yeah, Ian McKellen. Whoa. Uh, Gary Oldman, I think. <gasps> yes. Yeah, see, I everyone, just, oh my gosh. everyone remembers yeah, this movie. Yeah, I've never seen it, though, but I have, yeah, I do remember, I've, like. I saw it so many times. First of all. Maybe I have seen it. First of all. Whoa. Fun fact about that, that's the, Dougal is the American version. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, it's actually called, I think it's the Magic Roundabout. That's a, okay. The, or something like that. It would be Americanized to Dougal. That makes so much sense. Because it's like, it's the main character. Yeah. And it's like, it's a snappy name. Mm-hmm. The also, Magic it gets your attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Magic Roundabout, and it's just the same movie. Like, mm. like you're like, what is the magic roundabout? First of all, if you're American, you don't even know it as the roundabout. You know it as the merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, roundabout in America is like a, it's like a circle that you drive around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just, and like, the, the, the plot makes no sense. Like, dog <laughs> loves candy, and he's, he, like, he, it all starts because he, he lays nails down in the street to pop the tires of the, the the candy cart so he can manipulate the candy cart driver into like getting him free candy okay and then there's like these <laughs> Dougal is toxic <laughs> and wow. then there's these like these like spring people that are wizards uh-huh. but like they're 50% spring and 50% the characters from sorry <laughs> Like the board game? Yeah, I'm familiar. What in the world? Look at a picture of me. I feel, like, I, I feel right. like as you're explaining it, I'm remembering the visuals that I saw, but I don't remember the movie, though. Uh, and then there was, a, there was a moose that, like, was touched by the bad guy on the nose. Uh-huh. And 
because the bad guy has like frost powers, mm-hmm. uh, it turned the moose blue, and then it gave it the voice of Kevin Smith. What in the world? I don't know. I don't. And then wow. Dame Judy Dench narrates it. Nothing about this movie makes sense. And then I can't believe they made the Canadian the moose. That's crazy. It makes perfect sense to me. Honestly, but they. <laughs> while we were waiting for you to show up for the Zoom call for Nick's episode, Nick yeah. and I were going through, and I found this thing. And you know how I love Ben 10. You know how I know, like, everything about Ben 10. Yeah. You went through a, a big phase. I think we talked Not about Not even what... a phase. I still remember everything about Ben 10. I remember when you were purging through, like, the Ben 10, like, Wikipedia. Mm. Okay, yeah. But I found a Dougal thing where it was a Dougal meets Ben 10. Hate what it. in the world? <laughs> I was like, "All right, I gotta read this." This and like the. It was a story. It was. It was like someone's fan fiction. Fan? No. Oh, wow. No. I read it, and I, I was reading it out loud to Nick, nah. and I just go, "This is just the script from Dougal. <laughs> nothing has been changed. <laughs> There's absolutely nothing that's been changed." But in the summary, it says, uh, "Ben joins the bad guys." And thinks and like I was like this is so confusing. Nothing like the person. Did he join the bad guys? I don't know. It's not in the script. Ben Ten is nowhere in the script for this. This <laughs> you got swindled then. I was so upset. I was that's, like, I just read the first read fifteen minutes of Dougal. That's yeah. it. That's all that's in it is the first fifteen minutes of Dougal. Oh, and then it just ends. <laughs> and then it's wow. just over. Wow. Let's be honest. Did you guys read fan fiction in high school? Yes. No. I actually, Lies. I don't believe you, I Brandon. Read, I read a... Not... Pi- no. No. To bring it back to Pirates of the Caribbean from last episode. Son of a dick. I read a fan fiction when, like, the fourth movie came out. hmm And the whole fan fiction was about, like, this girl finds out she's Jack Sparrow's daughter and everything. Of course. And she's got this, like, this ruby that leads you to treasure. Yeah. Literally, part of the plot of the fifth movie, spoilers, like, the the main girl mm-hmm. is Captain Barbosa's daughter, and she has a magical ruby uh, that leads wow. them to the biggest treasure of all time. I would love to know how that writer, that fanfiction writer, was feeling. I, <laughs> I was like, yo, that's wild. Did he, like, did he get this somehow? Like, I just, I, I want to know all the details of how this happened. Yeah. I... For anybody that knew me, I was really into Batman and the Bat family, mm-hmm. which is like all the Robins and you like their. Were. Uh, were I mean, I am are. still, but like not as big as I was back then. <laughs> and Batman comics can be really depressing, so sometimes it's nice to like see them be like brothers and do like yeah. brothers. Like they'll they'll be like, oh yeah, let's. What's it called when they're like investigating the city? Let's like go on patrol. Along? They're oh. like, let's go on patrol with the other. Little bro, mm-hmm. little bat, yeah. you know, like that's their like cute little nicknames for each other. Yeah. And then cute little moments. And I'm like, this fan fiction is so adorable. And then the fan fiction would get even darker than the actual comics. Wow. And talked about how Jason Todd, when he was Robin, saw all of his best friends die. They took a Justice League uh, level mission and they thought like, oh yeah, we're the Teen Titans, we're Young Justice or fucking whatever they said. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do it. And he saw all of his friends die. Shit was dark, yo. Mm. Hated it. I read a fan fiction where Deadpool had to go kill Big Hero 6. I read no. it. Uh, it was so bad. Yeah. What? I got Why? really into I got really into like Marvel X Disney stuff. Like mm-hmm. there was one where it was uh Ghost Rider and Frozen. Wow. <laughs> what? But it was Why? Written, it was written in second person. Huh. Okay. And it was like you, like you, the reader, are the ghost writer, and you're friends with uh, Anna and Elsa. That's and I was like, awesome. And it takes fire and ice, baby. And it takes place like in the two thousands. Okay. Did anybody else read that fan fiction where Deadpool and Psylocke had a kid, and literally they would fight all these villains, and every time. They, like Psylocke would be like I'm pregnant and it's Deadpool's and they would be like why would you do that to the world and I think <laughs> I swear I'm pretty sure one of the villains killed themselves <laughs> what in the world fan fictions are crazy dude it's, it's I, I really wanted to start getting into fan fictions but just writing the most like obscure shit yeah like just me like 
like just stuff that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like Dougal X Ben Ten really inspired me to start getting into like more like write it oh like God. like what's something that's so crazy? Pirates of the Caribbean X The Punisher. Let's do it. I yeah I would want to watch like or read I don't know some crazy shit like Thanos went gardening with uh what's what's her name uh, Strawberry Shortcake. Oh what? Oh my! I don't know why I was thinking Pocahontas because I was like I would really love to see <laughs> Thanos talk to the tree. Yeah, that'd be cool. Remember how you like wrote drama scripts, Brandon, and you were and, like, "Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 we're all we're all, like equal level artists here. <laughs> yeah, you write yeah, like yeah. feature films, and we're gonna start writing uh, non-sexual fan fiction." Oh my gosh, that's the rule. Yeah, it has to be non-sexual. Yeah, Jesus, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's how it goes, man. Yeah, I I understand. So you got any, like, cool projects you're working on? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you remember, whenever we first met up years ago, you were pitching Atlas Comp. I think you initially wanted me to be Anxiety in that before. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. And I told you something about, like, I wanted to do a script about, like, dreams and how we can be, like changed by how we perceive our dreams or something like that mm-hmm. you probably don't remember this do you nope nope got you um but yeah that i mean i have like a bunch of drafts of stuff but sometimes like i get like what's it called carried like a, away no like a like a spark of like inspiration I, I need to, yeah inspiration yeah i need to like go back i need to go back to that you know and i randomly started thinking about that draft that i wrote like maybe last year and I'm trying to, like, rework that. But, I mean, I don't know when I'm going to shoot anything. But, you know, I don't know. But that's what I'm trying to redo so that it is more cohesive. Because that was another thing that I just, like, wrote for a few hours. And I was like, all right, we got, like, 15 pages here. I'm going to put this to bed and just, like, pick up whenever I have some inspiration to get back to it. So... I haven't really been writing, writing, because I've been trying to act more, but, like... You're not going to write, like, you should write some fan fiction. I think we should really get in on this. We could monopolize the fan fiction community. Brandon, I already know your topic. What? Pop-Tart Smut. Oh, that's that is too much. That's just too much. Before this episode ends, I really want to get in. What's the Pop-Tart thing? Oh, the Pop-Tart thing? Like, well, what's like, my ev- thing with Pop-Tarts? Well, like, everyone talks about it. It's like, yeah, Brandon, he was like, you know, he's the prom king, and also he loved Pop-Tarts. And I was like, how is uh, prom king still... To... How is that still part... Anyway, um, but yeah, Pop-Tarts, uh, when I was, like, a kid kid, like, kindergarten, my dad would, like take me and my brother downstairs every Saturday morning and we would eat Pop-Tarts and watch like the Winnie the Pooh morning cartoons and um yeah. How old are you? What the fuck? What do you mean the <laughs> Winnie the Pooh Saturday cartoons? Oh and we were like we were like this is like, like a parallel universe. Yeah I was like that <laughs> like, like is not is airing. This is like the 2005 era yeah. probably around there 2004 yeah. 2005 yeah um and, like, I was just obsessed with Pop-Tarts, so I just, yeah. you know, just kept eating them. And I was like, yo, I have, like, an opinion about these. Yeah. They started making, like, like soda flavors around, like, 2016. So we were, like, juniors in high school. And then I, like, recorded myself trying the soda one, and I was like, that was fun. And then anytime they had a new flavor, I would just record myself. Yeah. And then I started making my YouTube channel when I started college and then you stay pretty consistent like every time there's a new thing like I, I yeah. see a review from you yeah I miss those uh what are those those muck mukbangs oh mukbangs? yeah I don't do those anymore those. yeah those those are really hectic and awkward and I I I got honestly I checked a few months ago and I realized that like most of the I mean, not that I care about views, because I'm not getting, like, you know, monetized from anything, but, like, most of my views come from Pop-Tart reviews, so I'm just, like, yeah. why? Like, I just, like, don't even do, like, the vlogs, the mukbangs or anything. It's just just stick to Pop-Tarts. But, yeah, 
unfortunately, yes, the the video that we that we had done was is is down. Well, it's privated. Oh wait, is it? I'm gonna be honest. I, I mean, like I haven't like yeah. religiously looked through your YouTube. It's fine. Wait, seriously, I you took the down the video? I took down every video that's not pop tart related. That's such bullshit. Rolling, didn't we? <laughs> Make I a, did. Uh, you didn't sent we make me a mukbang, mukbang, whatever it's called. Of, like, you? How are you going to say that? Didn't we do that in retaliation to the fact yes, that you, you did get invited to one, you and it did. was in a Chick Fil A parking lot, you so did. we went to Bojangles. You absolutely did. Oh, that's funny. I forgot about that. Yeah, I it's, it's on the channel. It's on the. It's on the yeah. Philly Flannel channel. Oh yeah, that's right. We said we were going to put that. Yeah. 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 I remember. Yeah. And we Shout even had to, like a we had a whole contest. Where we were going to see, like, who's the better editor. Yeah. And it was going to be between you and me. And I just never did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I asked about you, like, a week later. I was like, mine's ready to go. Phil, are you ready? He was like, oh. I was like, I edited, yeah, I edited like, one little clip that made me laugh so hard I didn't want to work on the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. He was like, let me show you this one clip. Yeah. It was a funny clip, though. Yeah. It was, like, basically, like, it made it seem like I was saying something else. And he no. was like, I don't need to do anything else. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. What it was was I was like, can I get it in size seventy two font? Roland is gay, <laughs> and like every time I changed it, it would be like a new like filter over it, and like the camera. Listen was to what you're saying, Phil. What are we talking about? <laughs> it, like it was like the context where you said like you can suck on a straw really well or something like that. Wow. This is not making the cut, is it? I <laughs> uh, nope, nope. I'm taking that video down now. Yeah, I didn't realize just, that. That's yeah, crazy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that really brought down the room. Yeah. Uh, so, Roland, we never asked you, what's your perfect movie?